Hi everyone, this is Anne, your nutritional health coach here at Modern Holistic Health. And September 13th is National Celiac Disease Awareness Day. And I myself am a celiac, and so I thought today would be the perfect opportunity um, to talk about celiac disease, gluten intolerance or gluten sensitivity, and a wheat allergy. Now these three conditions, though they are very similar in the way they appear as far as symptoms go, um, they're three very different conditions and there's a lot of misunderstanding between the three and what they are exactly. And so I thought today was a perfect opportunity to talk about the three and the differences and what you should do if you notice that you have some type of reaction to gluten. So first, let's talk about celiac disease. Um, that is an autoimmune condition, and uh, typically it is something that can develop at any stage in life. It is genetic, so you're born with the genetic predisposition for celiac disease, but you can go for many, many years, decades, without having any signs or symptoms and without your celiac disease being active. Um, I myself was diagnosed almost eight years ago at about the age of 33 and I didn't realize that a lot of the things I dealt with through my childhood in my teen years and through my 20s were actually symptoms of celiac disease. I had no idea. Uh, there are more than 300 different symptoms that can be associated with celiac disease and it's not always gastrointestinal. A lot of people do not have the symptoms like gas or bloating or um, issues with their digestion. Not everyone has that who has celiac disease. A lot of times the symptoms are neurological, um, whether it's things like brain fog or memory problems or things like migraines. Um, and it can be other types of symptoms too. It can be things like your motor skills are a little off. Um, it can be things like anemia um, or really low levels of certain vitamins and minerals in your diet. Um, and then for kids, there are some symptoms um, that are recognizable in kids that don't necessarily make you think of celiac disease. And one of those um, is tooth enamel deficiencies, so noticing the little white marks on your kid's teeth. A lot of times um, a dentist will tell you that it's calcium deposits, but sometimes that is in fact a sign of celiac disease in children. Um, and also stunted growth and uh, behavior problems in kids can also be signs and symptoms of celiac disease. And so if you think that you or someone in your family um, has any of these symptoms and you're not exactly sure where they come from, um, you really should look into celiac disease. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not something that comes up in a doctor's office. A lot of doctors do not think of testing you for celiac disease. And so it's good to kind of know that that could be uh, the cause of some of these symptoms. And so a lot of the more common symptoms are things that you hear about like um, stomach problems, uh, trouble digesting your food, always having an upset stomach, you know, noticing bloating after you eat all the time, or going back and forth between constipation and diarrhea, and also having gas issues. All of those are really the classic gastrointestinal signs of celiac disease. So, of course, when you hear celiac disease, you know that means you have to go gluten-free. And so a lot of people, when they hear gluten-free, they think of gluten intolerance and gluten sensitivity. 
and that's not necessarily celiac disease. So how do those two things differ? Well, celiac disease is an autoimmune response, whereas gluten sensitivity and gluten intolerance isn't necessarily. And there's actually still a lot of research and scientific study being done on gluten intolerance because it's not thoroughly really understood what's happening on a biological level in the body. Um, but someone who is gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant will have a lot of those same symptoms that a celiac has. The difference is that with celiac disease, a person will have damage um, that's happening in the small intestine when you're a celiac. So that's why it's very important to get that diagnosis if that is in fact your diagnosis. So you can address some of the other problems that will come along with um, damage to your, your small intestine. And that could be malabsorption problems. And like I mentioned earlier, having vitamin and mineral deficiencies, um, which can really lead to a lot of problems down the road for both children and adults. And so then you hear about wheat allergy. So how is a wheat allergy different from those other two conditions? Well, a wheat allergy is in fact an allergy to wheat, not necessarily to the gluten, but to wheat itself. And so the symptoms of a wheat allergy will be different. You might have itching, hives, uh, you may have trouble breathing, you may feel your throat um, start to close, things like anaphylaxis in extreme cases. Um, and so the symptoms for a wheat allergy are going to be very different than symptoms for celiac disease or gluten intolerance. So it's really important to know that difference because for a lot of people, as I'm sure you know, severe allergies can be dangerous and even deadly if it's, if it's a really bad allergy. So knowing how to recognize the difference in the symptoms is really important. And so how are these all, all three of these conditions similar? Well, they are going to include you um, avoiding wheat. Of course, if you're a celiac, you need to be 100% gluten-free um, in order for you to see improvement in your symptoms and to give your small intestine a chance to actually heal and some of the villi, the cells of the lining of your small intestine to actually heal themselves and, and to have your gut health to be at a really good place. Um, so avoiding gluten is absolutely necessary for that. For someone who's gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant, um, it may be uncomfortable when you eat gluten and it may lead to other symptoms and other problems down the road if you don't keep that out of your diet as well. And when it comes to wheat allergy, it's a little different. You need to avoid wheat in general, not necessarily gluten. Um, so anything like um, wheatgrass or any other kind of products that contain wheat um, but may not contain gluten, you need to avoid those as well if you have a wheat allergy. And keep in mind that gluten is not only in wheat, it's in rye and barley. So if you're a celiac or if you're gluten intolerant, you also have to avoid rye and barley but if you have a wheat allergy, you don't really need to avoid those because your allergy is to wheat. So that's why it's so important that you really understand um, your diagnosis and understand your symptoms and understand what it is uh, that you actually have before you start removing things from your diet. Um, and to go along with celiac disease, like I mentioned, um, it's really important that if you go for testing that you are eating gluten when you go for that test or else uh, there's a good chance that that test is not going to be accurate. And celiac disease is diagnosed with a blood test first um, and then they'll go in and do an endoscopy and take a look at your small intestine 
um, and see the damage that's there in your small intestine. So that's typically the way that celiac disease um, is diagnosed. And another important thing to note about celiac disease, since we are talking about awareness today, um, is that it is genetic and so it tends to run in families. And so if you or someone in your family has been diagnosed with celiac disease, it's important to have everyone kind of look at their symptoms, look at their own life and see if they are exhibiting some of the same symptoms. And if they are, it's a good idea for them to go in and to get checked um, just so you can know if you are having that damage being done to your small intestine so you can start to address that and really make sure that it doesn't get worse for you down the road. So what happens if you have celiac disease and you do not go gluten-free or you don't treat it in that sense? Um, it can lead to a host of other complications down the road. Um, it can lead to things like intestinal cancer, even colon cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma is very common for undiagnosed celiacs um, years down the road. Um, and it also just makes your life really difficult to have to deal with those symptoms um, every single day. So if you are a celiac, it's really beneficial to take the diet seriously and to really go 100% gluten-free and to try to live that lifestyle. Um, and so I hope this video was helpful in kind of helping you understand the differences between celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, or gluten intolerance, and a wheat allergy. Thank you guys for watching. Y'all have a great day.